welcome to another episode of the Main Dish Podcast. I am Miley. And I am Mandy, the other half of this team here at TMD. And we are so excited that you are joining us today for the episode this week. And while at the Main Dish Podcast, we love food. That's not what this podcast is about. In our episodes, we will dish on subjects that feed our minds, fuel our body, inspire our hearts. And thank you for joining us. For sure. And before we dive into this week's episode, we always love to do a little new and good. And so, Mandy, what's new and good in your world? Oh, you know, this and that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't have anything too wild. Um, Some funny notables from the last few. I I did start watching a new show. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to wean myself off of Bridgerton, even though we, you know, are, you know, it's it's fine. <laughs> I started watching a new show called Firefly Lane mm-hmm. on Netflix as well. Mm-hmm. Brand new show out this year, 2021. Mm-hmm. I've heard some great things about it. It's on my like list that my uh, my friends and my family have recommended to me. Yes. So um, I love Sarah Chalk. I'm a big fan of hers. I'm a big fan of Scrubs, the TV show. Mm-hmm. And she was Elliot in Scrubs. Oh, OK. I love her. Yeah. I like her a lot in Scrubs. Huge fan of hers. I've seen her in a few movies. I really enjoy her. I don't really remember remember her as Becky from Roseanne. She was the second Becky. Oh, I didn't know and, that. Um, I think she was second Becky. And I I don't really remember that show. I was little. So, but I do remember and love her from Scrubs. She has amazing comedic timing and I've seen her in some movies and I thought she was great. So I was like, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to see what it's about. Catherine Heigl's in it. And then I found out it's a Kristen Hanna book. And I've read one or two maybe of Kristen Hanna's books before. Um, and of course, it's like Catherine Heigl. Like it basically there's like three timelines happening all at once in every episode. So it's like when they were kids, teenagers, 13, 14, 13 ish, young adults, like just entering the workforce, 20 ish, 22, maybe right out of college, maybe right out of college, 22. And then like, quote, today uh, when they're 43 ish. So there's like these three. Sounds a little bit like that one TV series that's really popular um, with Mandy us? Moore. Yeah, this yeah. is us. I didn't watch that one, but yes, I've only seen a couple. Similar. So I'm a huge Mandy Moore fan, but for some reason, I am a little hesitant to watch the This Is Us series. But I hear that it is multiple timelines like that, and yeah. I, I mean, I've seen the first couple episodes, and it's actually a pretty good storyline. Obviously, it's pretty good because it wouldn't have been, uh, you know, gone as far as it. Yeah, has and is going. And um, that Milo Ventimiglia is pretty hot, right? Oh and, my gosh! The first time I saw him was in uh, Fer- Fergie's um, music video, what? and he was also in Heroes, which is another TV Wait, series. What music he video? Is so sexy, huh? <laughs> um, she, the, uh, the little blanket song. Um, oh. This na, 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 big girls, da, da. Girl, yeah, don't big cry. girls don't cry. Yeah. yeah. Um, the blanket song. Like that. Song. The blanket exactly song. She talks about, you know, this just myself and me. Like the bl- and then she says something about a blanket. And yeah, yeah. There is yeah. a soft blanket line in there, and it's funny that I knew exactly what you were talking about. It's so yeah. funny. Wow, that's on anyways. He was in that music video, Ooh. and yeah. Anyways, but. It's a great, I mean, this is, this is a great show, but Firefly Lane. Yeah. Firefly Lane. I apologize. I interrupted. Go ahead. It's only got about, I think there's only about a dozen episodes or so, and they're longer. Like, I'm mm-hmm. loving that they're longer episodes coming out, because mm-hmm. shows that were coming out with, like, these 22-minute episodes, you would just burn through them in a heartbeat, yeah. and, like, it's over, it's done, I'm watching too many credits here, I need to watch more show. So, they're, like, 40, 45-minute episodes, mm-hmm. and it's not quite as 
bingeable, at least for me, it wasn't like I had to keep watching it. I, I watched, I think I'm about five or six episodes in. So maybe halfway through after like 10 days. Like I just watch a couple on the weekends and then I'm satisfied. I don't need to watch it again. But it's a good story. Um, I think anybody who's grown up with a best friend and like maybe gone, it's hard to go through those periods in your life with the same person around. And especially if one of them's like uh, trauma, <laughs> like someone who's experienced pretty intense traumas and maybe hasn't grown out of bad behaviors. Um, but I just got to a point in the show where it got really interesting Ooh, for Cameron okay, Heigl's okay. character. So I'm really excited to see where it goes from here. Um, so I started watching a new show. I finally used the gift certificate you got me at Christmas and got the condo Aww, cleaned. Yay. Three people showed up, spent wow. about 50 minutes here total um, and like wiped and dusted and vacuumed and mopped and did all the things everywhere. And I was like, wow, that was really fast. So and are you satisfied with their... I would say I'm probably about 90% satisfied. Okay. What could have uh, taken it to 100%? So I get really fussy about stupid little stuff like the stainless steel in the Mm -hmm. kitchen. Like I really wish it was a little bit. I just wish it was a little shinier. Maybe like more polished. Like I don't want to see streaks. I'm really Mm -hmm. weird about streaks. Okay. So like that little stupid, stupid stuff like. It took me, I mean, like I looked at a few different companies and I love that when they came in, it mm -hmm. didn't stink up my condo though with cleaning supplies. So that's another thing I looked at. And I also wanted to make sure that they were using like environmentally friendly, clean products. And, uh, I liked they had a bagless vacuum with them. Um, every, they even left me a bottle of their cleaner. I I don't know if that's standard on the first visit, but like. It wasn't um, part of the gift certificate I got you. (laughs) Yeah. And their basic cleaning costs. It's not cheap. So like they came in. I I don't even know if I could tip them because I never got like a thing to tip anyone. I was like, do I get to tip on the thing? And the girl who was here, she was like, yep, yep, that's fine. And I was like, but I I don't know. I never got sent a receipt to sign or anything. So I I don't know if they got a tip. I feel kind of bad about it. I'm like, I don't know. Um, They're probably getting paid a pretty fair shake. They're probably getting paid per job. And the faster Mm, they get the job done, the more money they make. And they hustled. I mean, they were literally here for 45 to 50 minutes tops. Nice. Uh, but it's a small place. place. It's great. like 800 square feet. It's super looks small. It's great. The fact that the whole place is dusted is one of my happy points. Because like, yay. I hate fucking dusting. And I don't have a lot of people in here, so it doesn't get dusty. But like, I hate having to take all my little tchotchkes off all the shelves. And there's only mm-hmm. a few shelves. Mm-hmm. We take everything off and move it all and then dust it and then put it all back. And I'm like, oh, geez. Oh, Pete. Why do I have <laughs> this? makes me want to throw everything away. Uh, okay. I don't want to dust Got it. You. Um, noted for my new place. I actually don't have much going on, so I'm going to keep it that way. It's way easier to clean if you have less shit all over your surfaces. I'm constantly trying to throw things away. I actually brought in like a few things to work today. And I was like, part of me is like, oh, don't, I don't start really cluttering want to up the it. fucking office. But hey, no, 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 no. I brought it out into the into the break room and I was like, anybody can have any of this shit. And then they'd like start looking at it. And then part of me is like, I know it's beautiful, isn't it? I want it. But I, then I was like, part of me is like, you take it. I am trying to say no to a lot of things in my life. And I'm clearing out Energy, shit. space. It's good to yes. clear. It's good to purge. And I'm like, it would just sit on a wall or on a door handle and I do not want that mm-hmm. sitting in my space. 100%. I don't like a lot of stuff hanging around. Like, ugh. I, I tend to... Literally and figuratively. Yeah, 100%. Um, 
I uh, got a facial with Debbie. Mm-hmm. Go Debbie. Fun to see her again. What's her Instagram handle so we can do a little all love a glow for her? skin. All a glow skin. Yep. Um, a l l a g l o w s k i n. Debbie. Skillful, mm-hmm. talented, lovely lady. Mm-hmm. Brightened me up, chatted me up. Mm. Um, I got like a basic facial, which was like it felt so involved. I mean, she didn't like balance my chakras. This is it balance? Cleanse? Balancing or uh, balancing yeah. chakras. Um. I mean, all the things I was just like, this is so amazing. She gave me like a little hand massage and my hands needed the moisture. Mm. Um, I clean when I was tidying up, you know, how you have to like clean your house before cleaners come over. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. (laughs) So (laughs) I was cleaning up the house before the cleaners came over and I had been doing a ton of laundry because it was like the weekend and I was like, I need to get this done. Last weekend I was a total schlub. So I was like, this weekend I need to get things. Well, last weekend we had Valentine's stuff so anyways this weekend i was getting things done and um i was like going through my underwear and sock drawer and i was like really tidying in my drawers and, like uh-huh. getting lots of things organized in my bedroom yeah. i love having my bedroom feel very organized and put away and organizing my underwear drawer is always hilarious because there's like you know five thousand pairs of underwear but i found condoms and it just reminded me that i wasn't getting any i was really <laughs> bummed out for a minute <laughs> i'm sorry but let's, then I was really happy with the orderly state of my underwear drawer. <laughs> well, let's work on getting you some. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm not really trying. That's a lie. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really putting any effort into that. <laughs> Maybe that's why I that was might be. Out. That might be a problem. Maybe, yeah, if I was trying, it wouldn't yeah, be a problem. No. But yeah, I was like, yeah. Just I don't rem- think you have to try very hard. So just, just, just give it a little, just a little, just a little push. I was like, I still have condoms. Damn it. <laughs> I was like, when do these expire? And they don't expire until 2022. So I was like, all right, I got yeah, a minute. Yeah, but we don't need to wait till then. Too. <laughs> no. We don't need to wait till the last minute. Let's not procrastinate here. Oh, my here. God. Can you imagine? <laughs> Wouldn't you just die? Yeah, I probably would. Ah, <laughs> uh, That's all I got for good news. What's up with no. you? What's up with you? What you got? What? Uh, I don't got much, but I have a bed frame and I have a bed and uh, I'm super excited. Are you sleeping there yet? I will be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moved all my, most, like, moved some clothes over my, um, what are those, toiletries, and I set up things in my small little kitchen. I have, like, a shopping list full of cl- food that I'm going to buy for my refrigerator. Yay. And, uh, yeah, so I'm excited. My couch came. If you need a I'm, shopping buddy for food okay. or just somebody to help you carry stuff in, um, <laughs> I'll just show up with a bottle of wine if you want Lovely. and help you put food away. In ca- I love organizing kitchen cabinets. Okay. It's one of my favorite things ever. I'm not going to have much. Probably just have, like, That's true. a plate. A fork. Well, can you like cup. two of stuff so okay. I can visit? Yes, I'll okay. have. Yeah, I was gonna say I probably should have two of everything for a visitor. Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna go to Goodwill or do you already have all this stuff? Um, I'm probably just gonna take it from where I'm currently living. I don't have much. Oh, I don't need to match. The, the, you know what I mean? Set. Like I'm not gotcha. much of a. I'm not one of those people that need to match stuff. Gotcha. So a lot of my stuff, I actually take pride in mismatching stuff. That it makes cute. it's kind of me. Uh, when things are matching too much, I feel like I'm stuck or kind of confined or limited. So mm. when I am Does this mismatching- trigger old perfectionist. Maybe actually oh, you're right. Yeah, it might be. And I just don't want to be this like picture perfect house that 
has to have everything. It's part of your rebellion. It probably is. I probably why I wear mismatched socks. I was gonna say you are known to wear mismatched socks. <laughs> I look for it. Shoes. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's probably part of why like I just like not that I'm a messy person, but I also am not one of those people that like has to have my place and my things in my car perfectly clean and everything in its place. So like when people mention like, man, your car's a little dirty, and I'm like that's cool. Like I am not like I just I always think your when I think of your car, I think there's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. And I really think it's dirty. Yeah. Oh, doesn't yeah. strike me as I dirty. There's a lot going on. There's just a lot going on here. Yeah. What's up, buddy? You living here? <laughs> and you know, there are times when I was. <laughs> that's part of our joke. I'm like, I know. what's up, buddy? You sleeping in here now? Yeah. Is I that mean, a sleeping this, bag? this is my welcome to my living room, aka the well, because you'll go hiking, seat. there might yeah. actually be yeah. a sleeping oh, bag. Yeah. Sleeping bags, a tent, I'm hiking, always like, how many pairs sticks, of shoes are in here right poles. now? <laughs> yeah, I have a pair of tennis shoes, a backup pair of tennis shoes, okay, some heels. ballet shoes, heels, uh, hiking shoes. You just never know where you're going to end up. And I always want to be prepared. Your car is like a backpack. Like it's prepared for any <laughs> <Not> occasion. <that>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my car is like a... Uh, Aquafina's car in uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Have you ever seen that movie? I have, but I don't remember her car. So she shows up at the party and then all of a sudden, she, um, but she doesn't, she was hoping she'd be invited. And oh. so like, she opens up the trunk and like, there's like an out, <laughs> like, like there's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's my car. And, uh, <laughs> Awesome. You know, that's that's well, what's let me know when I can life. come over and christen it. Well, I'll bring oh, some yes. sweet wine or some bubbly, whatever. And uh, we'll like pop a bottle. And uh, yeah. 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 I'm super excited. Probably sometime this I'm coming free. week or the, I'm the coming my two schedule weeks. now. OK. Sometime <laughs> in the next couple of weeks for sure. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. I love it. All right. Uh, well, what's on today's episode? We're chatting with Nathan Corey. Mm, yeah, um, I've been I've been super excited about this episode. It's yes. it's one of my favorite interviews. Actually, it is my favorite interview so yeah. far. And not to bash anyone that we've interviewed before. I am so thankful and I've learned so much from our interviews and our guests that we've had so far. But I think like I really connected with Nathan's message in this interview. And I think part of it was just like we were just laughing so much. <laughs> and I learned a lot. Like, he said a lot of things that really just... I felt at my core. Yeah. And it just really resonated. And it was just right place, right time, kind of like where I was in a space where he was saying just a lot of things that just meant a lot to me. Like you needed to hear and you were ready to hear. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. and this, I don't know that I even have a specific theme that I would say this was about. It was really just about some like personal development and personal growth kind of stuff and just some some ways we've gone about that and tackling who we are in this space and what space we're in today versus what space we're going into tomorrow and following our truth and our journey. Yep. Um, he has such a great energy. He's just clearly one of those people who has put the work in yeah. to undoing a lot of old stuff and traumas and deciding that's not, that doesn't have to be his forever story. Um, he talks about plant medicine. He's probably one of the first people we've been talking to about plant yeah. medicine. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, he just, he's such a great energy. And I've yeah. hung Energy, out. empowering energy, inspirational energy. Yeah. I just, he's, it's a really fun interview. And he just really grasps those bigger concepts and doesn't mind uh, sharing mm-hmm. and sharing pieces of yeah. himself in order to hopefully inspire yeah. others 
to you know walk that walk and i love that he's an artist and so we're yes. gonna hear a little bit about I his had artistry no idea he was yeah. doing that by the way so, so that's, that's really one fun. of my favorite parts as well yeah so yeah without further ado we will uh, let you go ahead and enjoy the episode yes enjoy Hey, Nathan. Thanks so much for joining the Main Dish podcast this week. We are so thankful that you came and excited to hear more about you. And um, how are you feeling today? Yeah, thanks for having me, Miley and Mandy. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling super energized and stoked. I just got off a coaching call with the client before this. That was awesome. And yeah, just feeling super amped right now. I love that. Um coaching. I'm going to talk to you more about that in a bit. I uh, I love that you gave us two words like energized and stoked because I started doing this thing and I borrowed it from Brene Brown where she does a two word check in at the beginning of like meetings. So all, she goes around the room and everybody in the room, everybody in the meeting gives two words as to how they feel right then like that day, how they're feeling in that moment. And Mm. it's kind of an interesting tool to get everybody participating in the meeting. Everybody gets to be heard. Everybody gets to be seen. So I love that you just jumped in there and gave us two words. It's so great. I didn't even know. It's just how I, uh, it's just how I roll, I guess. I love that it comes naturally to you. Yeah. I like that you just know how you feel. Cause I don't, I don't think a lot of people are practiced in knowing how they feel at any one given moment and, and, and putting a name to that feeling right and word it, yeah, yeah putting words mm. to it like labeling it or identifying it and knowing what it is so i appreciate mm. that very nice yeah it's actually something i do regularly uh, whenever i chat with my friends uh, i have a pretty close group of guy friends we do a lot of check-ins because um, a lot of us are in more of like the coaching space, healing practitioner space. So I guess we're men who are more in touch with our feelings and we have a vocabulary for it. And it actually is really useful to like be able to put words to how you feel. I find it a really effective tool to like just be able to tune in and like know what I'm experiencing because then I can actually better know what I need or what I want to do. Um, it's just a really valuable skill to have. And, and that that's it. Like it's a skill that you have to develop. Um, and it's just something that I've developed over the last few years, especially. So yeah, thanks for, uh, acknowledging it seems, that. it seems like it would also be liberating, right. To just like say it and be yeah. able to put a word to, be able it to articulate like, it to other people. Right. So it's not, yeah. it's one thing to know how you feel just as a, from a self-awareness perspective, but it's also great because then you can articulate it and communicate better with other people. And just like you said, like you can also, once you know how you're feeling, you can also be able to articulate your, what your needs are to other people. Show up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's extremely valuable because then you don't have to hold on to it either. It's like, if I'm feeling sad, I can let you know. Yeah. Like I'm feeling pretty down right now. And then someone else can be like, cool. Like, thanks for letting me know. And I'm like, oh, cool. Now I don't have to like hold as much like shame around this or however I was feeling about it. It's like, I can just be sad in this moment. And the funny thing is, is that's actually what helps me to move through it quicker by actually acknowledging it and expressing it because it takes that shame out of it and it like creates some more lightness and space around it. That's so awesome. Yeah. I feel like we just started in the middle of the show. So <laughs> I'm going <gonna, laughs> yeah. to back up. Sorry if I derailed up. us already. <laughs> no, no way. Not at all. You didn't. I love it. It's great. I think we just dove right in. Yeah. Um, I know you for a few years now from the food scene with your food business and my food business. Um, we've done events together and festivals and things. And, and I show up and eat. 
Miley shows That's up in my eats. role. Yeah, she's shown up in a few. She eats stuff. <laughs> um, so I know Nathan from food festivals and um, I know you in in that capacity for the most part. And we've hung out maybe like with other food business members once or twice and had like dinners and chats and catch up. And um, I know you from social media. Um, I'm curious, how do you how would you introduce yourself to the people listening? What would you say mm-hmm. about you? Yeah, um, that's a that's like the hard questions like already coming at me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I so okay. I'm I'm a bit of a Renaissance man. Is is really my answer. I like to do a variety of different things. So one of my primary things I do is I run a pizza shop, as you mentioned, Freak Brothers Pizza in downtown Phoenix. We've been doing that for about seven years. Started off mobile, now have the one permanent location. Um, hush hush, working on a second location. Hopefully coming soon. No timeline on that yet, but I mean, you know, this is going to be released, right? <laughs> People will hear this. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Whatever. At least three know. of our closest friends will probably listen. Yeah, it's it's in the <laughs> works. I'm not saying like when it's going to happen, but like it's definitely it's in down the, the line. So we're 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 moving towards expansion. For that's awesome. amazing. I love Congratulations. it. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So so that's one of the main things that I do, and one of the, yeah, it's it's really been a huge part of my life the last seven years. Um, I'm also just like very multi-passionate and interested in a lot of different things. I've done a lot of studying and trainings in different kinds of like spiritual practices, whether that's yoga, meditation, energy healing. Um, I've done a lot of work around relationships. I've went through a relationship specific coaching program before that really dove into sexuality and connection and desire. Um, I also am really into creative endeavors. So I've been rapping for about six years, uh, over six years now. And I have a bit of a freestyle rap group that I regularly meet with. And we actually just started our first public offering of creating a space. So we actually do freestyle storytelling on this new app called Clubhouse every Wednesday night for an hour. So we basically pick a topic. We like to pick a scene and and a topic. And then we one after the other freestyle for 30 seconds and basically build the story in the moment on the fly, um, just with that, starting with that topic. And it's super fun. Uh, We've done it two weeks in a row now. Uh, So we've been, that's been in the works for over a year. And this is like our first time we're sharing that um, collective freestyle rap publicly. And I'm super excited about that. And I'm getting ready to launch um, my first single soon. So that has been recorded and we're just kind of like finalizing that right now. So yeah, I do a little bit of everything. I know that was a very long answer. Oh, the last (laughs) thing I do is that I coach. So I've been coaching people for several years. Um, I coach people in areas of business and entrepreneurship, um, relationships and connection, as well as like creativity and expression. I kind of have a bit of skills in all of those. I've gone deep in all of those. And so I can really cover a lot of ground. And my goal is really just to help people to level up and get into alignment with what is best for them in their life so that they can, you know, more fully live the life that they really want to live. That's awesome. I think... All, did you say a podcast too? Did you no, mention you didn't. the pod? I was going to say, oh, yeah. I, I feel I, like you're missing just... something, but I didn't know if you wanted to leave it out on purpose. And I was like, you forgot no, about your podcast. I he was like, hold on, I'm... let me, he's got like a list, like a CVS receipt of like things he really? does. I need to like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm doing a podcast as well. Yes. Yeah, tell is, us the name of their, tell us, you know, please tell our listeners about the, the name of the podcast and what it's about. Yeah. So my podcast is called What the Freak. Yeah. And with a question mark. And it's basically like 
I don't know. I've had this in incubation for like two or three years now. And the concept behind it is what the freak is going on in the world right now, first of all, because like, yeah, like what is going on? This is very strange times. A lot is changing, a lot is shifting, like trying to make sense of the world is something that I'm very interested in. So mm -hmm. it's a lot of like sense making and trying to understand what's happening. I feel like a lot of podcasts come from this angle of like, here's what I know and here's how it is. And let me tell you this thing. And for me, I wanted to take a different approach of like, what's going on? And like, let's ask more questions and let's try to come to greater understanding about what's happening in the world, as well as on more of a micro, like what's happening in your life. So like the guests that I bring on, I'm just really curious about like, what's going on in your life? How are you trying to live your best life and also like serve others and create some kind of change in the world? Like, what are you about? What do you, why do you do what you do? And just like trying to dive as deep as possible. So that's really the concept behind the podcast. I have, I think, three or four episodes out now, um, launching those weekly. And yeah, just super excited to put more of this content and these interesting conversations out in the world that like I've already have on like a daily or weekly basis. And I just wanted to like share those with more people so that they could hopefully get something out of these interesting conversations that I just naturally tend to have. Awesome. I love the whole what the freak is happening right now in the world in general, because even if you're you're documenting it, so to speak, or you're putting it out there like here's what's happening with me, here's what's happening in the world and here's how it's affecting what's happening with me. It's like it changes so constantly throughout this whole pandemic. Um, congrats on running a food business, by the way, through 2020 and coming out the other side. I think we had a lot of friends who who managed to make it through but we also know a lot of people who didn't so um that's pretty huge what do you think sets you and freak brothers apart like what 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 is it about you all that you pulled that off yeah um great question first of all congrats for you surviving as well and making it through the pandemic i'm Thanks. definitely glad that your product still exists in the world and that your business exists. Um, yeah, it was to, I mean, thanks to people like you and businesses like you who I work with and, you know, mm. networking. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, like one of my each first, other. that's one of my first answers is like, we have really great partnerships with other businesses that I think we had, we were able to support each other and we created even more of those partnerships over time. So it's like, we get to support other small businesses and that in turn helps to drive more people to our business. We get to share audiences because chances are if someone really loves your incredible vegan baked goods, like they probably would get down on an amazing vegan pizza as well. So I think that was one of our keys is just really connecting with other businesses to cross promote and support each other. Um, and I think at the core of that is like, we really just like, we care a lot. We care a lot about each other. We care a lot about the state of the world. We care a lot about people's health. We care about our community. So a couple other things that we did. One is we actually did this Freak Bros Pizzathon where we raised money to donate pizzas to hospital workers, um, as well as to donate some money to our workers who I had to let go temporarily. And we ran laps around the Churchill Courtyard, the space that we're in, me and my two brothers and my right-hand man in the business, Josh, 
Um, we ran for 12 hours straight. We took turns like running laps to raise money for charity. We raised like several thousand dollars, donated hundreds of pizzas to local hospital workers. And that actually, I mean, we weren't intending that to be like a marketing effort, but after that, we saw like a permanent uptick in people coming out to our spot because we got some good coverage for it. I just wanted to do something. I was just like, mm -hmm. people are looking for hope right now. They're looking for something to inspire them, to ground them because that in. was like, yeah, yeah, to believe in because it was a crazy time. There was a lot of things in flux and nobody had any idea what was going to happen. So I was like, let us just like be one small beacon of light in our community so that people have something to like put their energy towards. It's like positive and moving forward. So I think it was that mentality that really got us through and really helped to like draw more people to us. And, you know, and then just our daily dedication to making food that nourishes people, body, mind, and soul. That's yeah, that's like, uh, one of my favorite lines on your website, Under Your Mission. I even mentioned it to Mandy earlier today. I was like, first thing I see on this website is, you know, your purpose is to uh, nourish people's mind, body, and soul. And I really loved that. It's so mm -hmm. evident, too, when you show up at Freak Brothers, um, like, especially when you're there, I know you're, you're, taking more of an ownership role and not, you know, making pizzas all of the time, like as, as much as maybe you used to. But it's so evident to me when I used to show up there that it, there's love just amongst you all in the in the restaurant and just in your videos on social media. It's funny watching some of your employees like have dance parties and just be <laughs> like when it was closed and it was pandemic and the Churchill itself wasn't open for people, but the businesses could be open and you guys are making pizzas for takeout and like they're blasting music. I did show up the day you were running laps around the inside. I think it was you running laps and maybe your brother was getting ready to take over or something. I think the two of you were there. Um, so that was funny to see. And it's funny to see on social media, just like the personalities and the crazy shit that goes on. At I the mean, it shows that not only are you working on something that is serious, but you're ha having a good time and you're including people in that fun time. And even though they're not the ones running or whatnot, like they're still enjoying. And it's like it's, it's like a break from the stresses, the current stresses mm. of reality. And like, so running a business and having a group of people like that, that you all truly care about each other, how do you manage to find those people? I mean, you, I think you're, you maybe were friends with some of these people before they started working with you, but it, I feel like it's a challenge for a lot of business owners, food or non-food business owners to find the people with the heart. Mm. And like how, what's... Yeah. What, what is it? How are you? I, I, I know we're all we're we are the light and we will attract that to us. But I'm just really curious how what your process is for finding those people. Yeah, that's that's a great question. And it's not always the easiest one to answer because I think it's it can be different for different people or different businesses. But for me, it's it really does start with embodiment. It starts with me really getting clear on the qualities that I embody and what I stand for and what I'm about and, and actually showing up as that, that really is the foundation that not that I don't think a lot of business owners have that, but I don't think they've intentionally really dove into, you know, who am I and what am I about and what do I embody and what do I represent? I think it's super important to get clear on that before anything else. Cause I think if you're not clear on that, um, you know, cause for me, one of my top qualities is being heart centered. Like that is one of the top qualities that we look for 
in an employee is, are they heart-centered? Do they care? Do they care about themselves? Do they care about other people? Do they care about some kind of bigger impact? That's like one of our top qualities. Another one is, are they a passionate person? Do they, are they just passionate about life? Do they want to get the most out of life? And are they curious about other things? Maybe they do music or art. Maybe they have their own entrepreneurial venture. You know, maybe they're passionate about service and just like being out in the community. Um, there's different ways to be passionate, but I think it's evident when someone is passionate. Um, for me, most of our employees up to this point, at least, has honestly come from just personal connections and just people who I've met on my path or like events and stuff that we've went to. Um, like find like going to the events that I wanted to be at anyway. So like we mm -hmm. would cook at these music and art festivals or food festivals or vegan festivals. And it's like some of the people who work with us first found out about us at those festivals, at those events we were at. And then maybe through some other connection or them just reaching out, we started chatting with them and then they ended up working for us. Um, another place I found someone was, so my general manager of my shop for two and a half years actually worked at Chipotle for about a year when I was first starting my business out. Um, his name is Eric and he was the assistant general manager there. So I actually learned from him and that was actually the first time I'd even worked at a restaurant before. Um, I'd actually never worked at a restaurant before I started my business. It was kind of an accident that I even got into pizza, but um, that's a long story that I won't get into <laughs> in this moment. Maybe, maybe we'll touch on it more later. But essentially, I worked at Chipotle under Eric, and we developed a friendship. We came from very different backgrounds, um, and we're very different people in a lot of ways. And yet, we found some weird connection that we had where he was just like, I don't know, like the, the kid in us just came out around each other is the best way I can describe it. And we just really connected. We had this heart connection. And even though we came from different worlds, we just understood each other and had this respect, this mutual respect for each other. So eventually when I was getting ready to open my shop at the Churchill, he had stayed connected over the years, even though we hadn't worked together in a couple of years, he'd actually come out to an event or two and made pizzas with me. And he thought that was fun. And when I was looking for a general manager, we reconnected and I was like, Hey, like I'm looking for someone. Do you want to, do you want to chat? And so we ended up working it out and he, he was our general manager for two and a half years and it was an amazing relationship. And we had this really cool mutual respect for each other because I had worked underneath him and then he was working under me. And yet we didn't see each other as like, we were like on the same level, you know, mm -hmm. and we were both very humble and we both learned a lot from each other in a lot of different ways. And he actually ended up bringing in a lot of the people that worked with us over the last couple of years. So I think that's honestly one of the best ways to find good people is just to find one really good person and to really pour a lot in them, really invest in them in more than just the job itself, but just like wanting what's best for them in their life. And I think the return on that is like, huge you know he brought mm -hmm. in so many people that he knew because he was already kind of in the industry for a while that you know he knew would be good fits for what we were doing and he wouldn't recommend someone unless he really believed in them because he didn't want to like look bad because that was like his word you know mm -hmm. so i think that's honestly one of the best ways just finding one or two good people and investing in them really wanting what's best for them in all of their life and uh it, it just it, it all comes back around that's awesome. I love the humble and the respect. Um, I'm like hearing a lot a, of like, like uh, same level, right? There's yeah, not that power dynamic. Equality, yeah. Um, um, 
I I'm hearing like vulnerability trust. and trust 100%. And I'm really curious where you get this because you are pretty young. Um, and I can you I, guess? Can you guess how old I am? <laughs> I think I have an idea, so I'll let Miley guess. <laughs> well, M Mandy told me her idea. Oh, I so did tell you my guess. Didn't yeah, I? she was guessing that you were about 30, 31. Yeah, pretty on point. Okay, 30, 31 <laughs> next month. So, oh, yeah, happy early birthday! <laughs> but Thanks. no, Mandy. Mandy makes a great point because I'm thinking, like you said, you know, you both came together and there was a mutual respect, and you know were you already at this place where you were able to be vulnerable and to trust before or like did it take some time and how do you you know as an individual but also working together in that space how do you have that mutual trust and how do you respect? get there at yeah. this young, young like yes, 30 at, is young I'm, in the grand scheme of things i know some 25 year olds are like oh my god i'm gonna be 30 in five years and they're <laughs> freaking out and like at 40 yeah. i'm like shut up <laughs> like i will murder you <laughs> and then you won't have to worry yeah. about it. so <laughs> but like at 30 that's really young i feel like yes. to have these you know be there yeah. and maybe have already been in that place for a couple of years and, so i'm yeah. curious like and it requires what, a level of self-awareness too yeah like how did you arrive at this level of self-awareness and just consciousness mm. Mm. yeah yeah these, these are like my favorite things to talk about by the way um not just because i'm talking about myself but you know i think we all have a little narcissism in us so well we're cool. seeing it in you and we're yeah. really curious i think yeah. a lot it's of people we admire might be like i would say that? like yeah, yeah. it's something yeah. to to admire and strive yeah. for well, well first of all on the on the age thing i constantly feel like i am both like like a teenager like a little kid or a teenager and like 55 years old at the same time so i understand it's like, it really this fucks, it, it really fucks me up like it's messing <laughs> with my mind um yeah. but yeah 30 is definitely young i would say overall i, I agree with that for if sure. somebody says the phrase you do do that i'm like yeah. you said do do <laughs> <laughs> and then in the next minute i'm you know the director of operations and i'm bossing around 15 people so like but yeah. But I, at, you know yeah at 30 you have a very successful business you are a musician, you are a coach, you are a podcaster and like you have, you've been, there's a lot to yeah, give. There's a lot. Yeah. And it's, it's mm. impressive and, and mm. amazing and, and takes a lot of skill, effort, time. Yeah. So I'll, what I'll say is this is like 17 years in, in, in the working. So like I first started intentionally going hard on personal development my freshman year of high school. I got this book called um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens, which was like a oh. teenage version of like the more popular best-selling book. And that like got me hooked on personal growth. I was like, whoa, like I can change my life. Like I can be different than just like how I grew up. Like this is amazing. Like there's, I just felt so much freedom in that and so much opportunity and so much power in that because I had felt very powerless most of my growing up years. I was bullied pretty intensely growing up and was very closed off because of those experiences. I didn't feel safe to, you know, be in this world, to be in my body, to be with my emotions. Because um, when I was very young, I was actually a very expressive person. And mm. I wore my heart on my sleeve. I was like, when I was happy, I was smiling and joyous ear to ear and just like, 
the happiest little kid. And when I was sad, I was sobbing, like just like couldn't control it. It was just like when the floodgates opened, like that was it, like game over, like you're just going to be sad, really, really sad. So uh, over time, I learned that it wasn't okay to share my emotions and to be that expressive in general, especially as a man. Um, you know, and this is not to like completely generalize because I know everyone has a different experience, but most men that I know have a similar type programming that they grew up with. And that it just, I just basically closed off for many years. And it's really been through a lot of intense uh, work on myself and different kinds of experiences that has allowed me to piece by piece open myself up again and to develop the tools and mindsets and strengths in order to show up how I do. Um, and just through much pain and suffering and like figuring shit out one step at a time and not knowing what I was doing, but knowing that something was possible for me. Um, and just like each time a new piece would come in, I would do my best to like really go in there, learn what I could out of the experience and like become a more embodied version of myself. Um, so there's like, there's different pieces I could go into, um, on that. I think one of them that was the most, one of the most significant was some of the work I've done with different plant medicines and psychedelics. That's definitely something that made a big difference in my life. Um, I will immediately put the caveat that I think these substances should be used responsibly and very intentionally and in the correct space with the right people. And there's a lot that goes into creating supportive, useful experiences and I think it's easy to not put those pieces in place and have either bad experiences or just kind of mediocre experiences that don't really facilitate growth. And I think they can also be overused. And I've even caught myself on the edge of that before that mm -hmm. I've had to really be honest and pull myself back. But I think ultimately there is a lot that these plants have to teach us. I think there's a reason that they exist. And I think that in the right way, when they're utilized, they can be really supportive in seeing things that are difficult to otherwise see in our daily life and ultimately can be supportive in embodying certain qualities that, you know, you've kind of mentioned that you see in me um, a lot more deeply. So that's been a really supportive piece of my process, along with other practices that help me to embody those, such as meditation and yoga and, you know, men's work practices um, and even just building my business, honestly, has been a great embodiment practice of mm -hmm. like taking these spiritual principles I've learned and really like putting them into practice. And I think that's super important to not just like sit around and have these experiences and be like, that was awesome. But like, what are you going to do with that? Like, how are you going to actually implement that in your life? And like, what, what vessel, what container are you going to pour that into? So it actually becomes something that is more real and more tangible. And something bigger than just us. Thank you for sharing that. That was, I, uh, I, I wasn't bullied as a kid, but I can resonate with, and I, I've said this on the podcast before in some other episodes, like a lot of the self work that I've done, like unburying myself from all these walls and all these barriers that I put up for a long time, um, getting back to my what I call my happy, joyous and free self. And you said like two of those three words. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, so yeah, getting back to like that happy, joyous and free state that we were as kids before all the programming, before all of the stuff life hurled at us that we 
didn't have the tools to deal with as a five, six, seven, eight, nine year old, you know, um, before the world put all of its weight on us and we didn't have, you know, maybe for through no fault of their own, but no support system. Maybe our parents didn't know what to do with that either. And we didn't have people around us who could help us with that. Um, but yeah, in adulthood, getting chipping away all that stuff, getting back to the base, like back to basics, back to the person that I was supposed to be, that I that I that am yeah. at my core. Mm. Um, I like that you talked a little bit about plant medicine because <laughs> I mentioned-, mentioned that you've done an ayahuasca, <laughs> an asqua, As- alaska, <laughs> ayahuasca. <laughs> I can't seem to say it. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I swear she said Alaska earlier. <laughs> no, no. I said it's an Alaska. Sounds like Alaska. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm looking yeah. at your lips when you say it. I'm trying to mimic so that the sa- same sound comes out of my mouth. And it's like an Iasqua. Wait, Iasqua. I, I, I can be. You were real close on that last one. I feel like there's there's three syllables. Iowa, no, Iowaska, I O ask. Can someone just say oh, the so, word? So, okay, ready? Okay. Aya. Aya. Aska. No. There's no O. Aya Waska. Uh, oh, there's a W. It looks like it's spelled Aya Hoaska, but it's, it's pronounced Aya Waska. Aya like Almost like with the W, like Aya Waska. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> got it. That was. But so let's leave awesome. it at that. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Can you just tell me what, you know, share with our listeners, but also me what 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 that let's, is? We won't make you say it again. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I have you know the great thing about this podcast is there's two people that can say a word that I can't, so I don't need <laughs> I don't have the pressure of needing to say a word that I can't. I love it so much. We would We've love got to it covered. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll take it from here. Um, <laughs> Uh, we would love to hear like my I, I know a little bit about it and a funny intro to you telling us about your experience with it is I mentioned on a first date with a guy about how I was like we were I don't know what we were talking about but somehow I got on the path of like I'm really curious about ayahuasca and I have a couple of friends who've done it and like maybe having somebody on the podcast to talk about it at some point he was like oh I've done I've been on some journeys you know da 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 and like I've sat with shaman and mm. you know plant medicine and this and that he's like I can tell you anything you need to know and he kind of like took it over and really like masculine energy just like bulldozed it and told me like a 25 minute story about uh, all of these experiences and I was like okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> it was, he was just very passionate about it yeah it was just so funny and he ended the story with like a I don't think I could ever date anybody who hadn't done it and I was like okay mm. great <laughs> that's I was like that comes that feels really judgy um I'm just gonna go from here anyways yeah. no I, I I get it it, it can be like almost like a religious thing to some people. I mean, it literally is a religious thing in certain, there are certain like churches that will, that can legally serve it um, in the States, for example. But yeah, it's, um, that's definitely been one of the most, I'd say that's like definitely top three um, experiences, like influences on my life and my growth and development. I've sat with the medicine, I think around 30 times now. So it's definitely been a significant part of my life over the last six plus years. I did my first ceremony back in 2014 and, you know, it's the thing I want to say about it is 
there are a lot of people like it's kind of becoming this trendy thing lately, like to do ayahuasca. And, you know, you'll hear about like Silicon Valley executives going and doing it or just like it's like this almost like this cure all type of like thing, which like for sure it is very powerful. And for sure, I've had some incredible experiences with it. I've also had some very challenging experiences with it, too. Mm-hmm. Um but it's not, I, I hear too many people talk about it in such a way that they give their power away. Because at the end of the day, it's, I really resonate the most with the perspective that like, it's like a master teacher. It is a very wise plant, it is a very wise like spirit. And it has like this almost like, yeah, it's like, it's like this spirit. It's like, it has this whole set of lessons that it can teach you and visions it can give you. And there's like different ways that it does that through both joyous and painful experiences. But at the end of the day, it only does as much as you do. Like it only heals you as much as like you're willing to do the work to be healed or to be more, become more embodied, to see the patterns revealed to you and then making a different choice. Cause I see people who go back to ceremony time and again, and they're almost like the same person. Like, and then they'll like comment on me who I actually like do the work and really find the practices that are going to help me embody it. And some of the people who first sat with me, I had a guy who I first sat with like years ago, we re met each other after not seeing each other for a few years. And he's like, dude, like, I remember you, you are a completely different person. Like what happened? You know, and he was too, he actually had done a lot of work as well. Um, But it's like one of those things where it's like, you can hear something from a teacher, but unless you actually apply it, it's not going to do you much good. You might have a cool, wonderful experience and see these visions and colors, and it definitely has that potential. Um, But for me, that's not really why I went there. I didn't go there to have a trip. Uh, One of my friends has the phrase, he says, trips are for kids. (laughs) If you're really trying to like utilize these plants for the deeper purpose that they are, like you're going on a journey. So it's, it's almost like a vision quest in a way where like you are pushed to your edge and you really are forced to look at those parts of yourself that you usually aren't able to see or willing to see. And it gives you that opportunity to see those aspects of yourself. Like I get to see where I have been an asshole to my employees, for example, just to give a very like real down to earth example. And like, wow, I said that thing to him the other day and like, dang, that was actually kind of mean. And actually like was not showing up as like a loving human in that moment. And now I get to show up differently and make a different choice. Maybe even go apologize if it feels like that's part of my process. Um, But that's really the value that I see in these kinds of medicines and experiences, um, which I don't even think are for everyone. I think you should only do them if you feel super called to them and you feel like there's something there for you, but to really examine what is the reasons that I'm doing this? What are like the blocks in my life that I'm trying to break through? What are the patterns or habits I'm trying to overcome? Or what are the positive qualities that I really want to embody more or like the visions that I want to call in? And, you know, I've used it for all of those purposes, but it really takes a lot of work. Like ceremony is just like where it starts. It's just like a catalyst. It just opens things up. But then it's like, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to, what are you going to do next? And, you know, so for me, you know, my music and art is one way that I integrate those experiences. My growing my business is another way, just like relationships and conversations and communication is another way that I integrate those experiences. Um, And it's difficult to describe is the last thing I want to say, because it's so different 
for every person. You know, you're going to have, you have 20 people sitting in a ceremony, you're going to have 20 different unique experiences. Some people could have a very pleasant heavenly experience. Someone else could be going through hell. Like it's just wild, the different experiences and lessons. Cause it's very like uniquely tailored to not even necessarily what you want, but like what you really need mm-hmm. in that moment. And the other last thing I'll say is it's not the only way there's plenty other ways that you can learn these lessons. You don't need to go down to the Amazon and sit with this plant to learn the lessons you need to learn. They're going to keep showing up in your life. And there's different ways that they will be revealed to you, whether that's through your relationship with your mom and the struggles you have there. It's like, that's a learning opportunity. That's your teacher in that moment. You know, if you're trying to grow a business, the lessons you learn there to grow your business is an opportunity to learn these kind of lessons to become more embodied. Um, or, you know, working with the coach is another thing. One of my goals with my coaching practice is to take some of those lessons I've learned and custom tailor them to the person I'm working with so they can learn those without having to sit in ceremony. Cause it's honestly a lot of work to sift through all of that intense experience. I'd rather just give that to someone more directly and more precisely for them. So that's kind of my big big way of summarizing what that whole experience is having a difficult time even like describing it because it's just such a unique thing and um you know i think just that the people who really feel called for that i would definitely encourage you to like sit with yourself and ask yourself if you're really ready for that because it will change your life and it could fuck up your life in a good way um or in a bad way if you're not really ready for that but definitely in a good way if you are but it will it will it will bring you the change that you desire ultimately is, is what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I personally have ever felt the calling for, to sit with it. Like I'm genuinely curious about what motivates people to get there and what they're taking out of it. And like, you're a person who it's very obvious you're putting in the work outside of all of these practices you're doing yoga and meditation and everything. And, um, I just, I just, I genuinely have curiosity around people who, uh, it get things out of it. And you said it's a top mm. three. What are the other two? Mm. Good question. Um, how would I make that? I mean, growing, growing my business is definitely in the top three as well in terms of like experiences that have transformed me as a person and helped me to embody some of these qualities, like just all the lessons that have been learned through that whole process of, you know, learning to perfect a product, learning to hire and work with different people and, you know, try to create a great experience for them, you know, learning to deliver something to other people and service and like feeding their bodies and choosing the ingredients and doing the business accounting side of things. Like there's so many different aspects to business that I feel like it is a psychedelic, like it is (laughs) a growth catalyst in a lot of ways. You will explode your brain, whether you thought you would or whether you wanted to to or or not. not. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. So that's definitely another top experience. And then let's see what else. There's I think the last one is just like relationships in general. Like mm-hmm. taking every relationship as a growth opportunity, whether that is a friendship or a business relationship or a family relationship or an intimate relationship, uh romantic relationship, like there's so much growth opportunity in relationships. There's so much to learn just by interacting with other humans and 
learning how to navigate different aspects of life with them. Because humans are like often in our time, our lives tied to a certain part of our life, whether I'm working with someone in a work setting or at home or like in a passion project, like wherever you're meeting those people at, there's like unique lessons to learn. And, and like each person has a unique lesson to teach me. Like that's my um, philosophy is like anyone can be my teacher if I'm open to that. Anyone has something to share with me, even if it's just something small, like I can learn something from each human that I interact with because they're a whole experience. Like they have a whole background <laughs> yeah. and history yeah. and upbringing and lessons that they've learned better than I have. Like they have, there's just such a wealth of value that's available when you really lean into relationships with the intention of wanting to grow. So I think and, that yeah, was the other thing. Growing and expanding and being open to their perspective. Um, it reminds me or actually makes me want to ask more about your coaching. Can you tell us a little bit more about your coaching? You said you've been coaching for about six years. Um, really like, I mean, I've been coaching for a long time in terms of just like my friends and people who mm -hmm. are around me. Like, you know, my friends would come to me for advice, you know, even about things like, relationships when like, you know, it took me a long time to really like get into like go deep on like my own intimate relationships. But it's like, I just understood the principles and the concepts a lot. And I could say it in a way that would help people. So I've been, how was your road? Yeah. What was your road towards realizing that your calling was one of your callings was coaching and, and what kind of coaching? Mm. Yeah. So I first started hanging out with coaches back in 2012, I would say. So it's been about eight plus years. Um, and then I went to Burning Man for the first time in 2013. And I stayed with like a dozen other entrepreneurs and internet marketers and coaches who like, like people who ran businesses from their laptops essentially, mm -hmm. and would like travel around. And I was like, Whoa, this is wild. This is crazy that this exists. And, um, I only like knew one digital of the guys nomads. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But it took me a long time to really take on the term coach because I also saw a lot of people who called themselves coaches that I was like, something feels off about this. Or like, I just, I just felt like it didn't really resonate, um, just like how they were showing up and what they were saying. And it just didn't, it just was kind of a turnoff. So I was kind of turned off to that term for a long time, but I feel like I, and I just needed more life experience, I, I felt like. So I feel like I've had a lot more life experience in the last decade that I felt ready, like I had something significant to share. So I call myself a life alignment coach. So I help people to get in good relationship with all aspects of their lives, primarily their work, their relationships, and then their creative expression. So I've coached a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs over the last few years. I've done pro bono coaching for several years now where I've specifically been like, in a consistent coaching container with, with other people. Um, and then it's just been over the last six months that I've started professionally coaching, for, um, you know, and charging for it. And, you know, I still love working with business owners and entrepreneurs a lot, but I also am very interested in different like relationship dynamics and communication and like setting healthy boundaries. Um, I, can teach people how to attract the right kinds of relationships that they want into their life, whether that's friendships or business or romantic. Um, so I really enjoy that side of things. And I've done a lot of exploration in different like alternative relationship structures. So I have like a pretty good range there. And then I also love the creative 
expression aspect of things as well, because, you know, to me, freestyle rap is one of the coolest art forms that I've ever come across mm -hmm. because it, it asks so much of you. And like, literally you show up and like make something out of nothing in the moment. And there's just such fear around that, but also such freedom in that when you really figure out how to lean into that. And that's just like one of my biggest joys is just like that rush of like being like so just tapped in that like you're not even thinking about what you're saying you're just like tapping into flow and i think yeah. that's an aspect of life that's so applicable to a lot of different areas so i really love teaching people how to better tap in and kind of like let go of you know any blocks that are preventing someone from really stepping into that expression because that shows up in all areas of life you know if you're afraid to show up and just speak what's on your heart you're probably afraid to show up and do that in your relationships in your workplace you're probably not expressing yourself in the way that you want to so i really get a lot of joy out of teaching other people how to do that for themselves so they can really own their power more and own their expression and really just like get more of what they want because they actually know how to speak that they actually know how to express that and it takes practice when you you know you're you're saying like how to to show up and then be able to express yourself it, there is some fear and some vulnerability there and it if you're not someone who's comfortable doing that it 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 needs to start somewhere in a safe place and then you do the more you do it the more comfortable you become at or you get at it a, a benefit yeah. of people learning to let this stuff go and speak it and all the things that you're saying, they're also releasing a lot of physical disease. Like, I'm curious if you've um, coached anyone who's suddenly like, you know, ever since we started working together, I have no more neck pain or XYZ condition just seems to go away because so much of our mental like stuff, the blockage, the pain that we hold on to from these traumas as kids and um, they ma it manifests physically. I mean, there's a lot of evidence uh, to that. So oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I remember back when I was in college, I was reading the studies that were coming out at the time around how specific emotions were held in specific organs of the body. It's like, you know, sadness was trapped in this organ and anger was associated with this one. And it's really pretty interesting how like Western medicine and research has caught up with what a lot of Eastern philosophies, like more like yogic philosophies have known for a long time. And we've just had such a weird disconnect mm -hmm. in, in our Western world. But yeah, absolutely. Like emotions can be trapped in the body and like even like dreams can be trapped in the body. And I definitely hear feedback from my clients that once they start expressing themselves more and actually like moving towards something that they previously were suppressing or holding inside, they experience transformation in their physical body. And it's amazing um, every time. So yeah, absolutely. It's, it's all so connected. Like I'm at this point, I'm just like, how could it not be like, mm -hmm. how could like me like expressing my emotions and pursuing my dreams and the things that are deepest on my heart, not be connected to how I feel in my physical body. It's, mm -hmm. it's all so connected. Yeah, I know when I've been stuck on, we've talked about this before, like when I've been stuck on something, I'll have a dream and in my dream, like the floor is falling apart in the house that I'm in. And I'm like, oh, there's my answer. <laughs> like, okay, got it. Message yeah. received. Or when I'm holding on to pain, like I, I, and it's only been in the last couple of years that I've actually been trying to do more work on myself before the last two years I was really just focused on like career and I realized the last two years I've been trying to be more um, like sit with myself more and try to 
do more self-development and I've I've been trying to be more conscious Can I reword about my, that? Oh yes. You were trying to find the last couple of years you've been putting your worth outside of your work. And I think previously mm. you put all of your worth into how much work output. Yes. I like that. Okay. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. Um and yeah, I was like going to say I've seen it. I've yeah. been watching her for a long time. Uh and then <laughs> what I've started to try to do more is be more conscious about the pain that I hold in and I can really be like when I'm in pain, like my stomach gets all knotted up and I can feel anxious and I can feel nauseous and actually physically sick. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, you know what Mandy was saying, like some of you, and you had mentioned too, Nathan, that, um, that pain can actually be like appear in some of your organs or, you know, link to it. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, when I we talked about this once a while back, when I broke up with my last like long term boyfriend, that was a really funky situation. And I went through a lot of shit with him. And when I when that ended, and I started just going through all of the things that were fixing me, um, like I, I had hit what I consider my bottom with him. And when I started doing all the work to like fix me, uh, it was amazing how I was no longer in any physical pain anymore after a few months. I was like, this is so crazy. Mm. Like I haven't had a neck spasm. I've been able to like turn my head freely. I don't need a massage to feel like a human <laughs> being every three weeks. Like I just feel good. I also um, cried more than I'd ever cried in my entire life within a span of like three months. <laughs> so I think I let mm. I once I tapped into it kind of like you said when you were a kid, like one if you were sad, you just you you were emotional. And I had tamped down so much stuff through like early adulthood that when I was finally letting it all out, it was just like no stopping it. <laughs> it was, mm. um, but it let out so much stuff. And I it yeah, it was pretty closely coincided also with the time I was becoming vegan. So I was letting a lot of stuff go letting a lot of like just changing um uh yeah like a, a very a, a transformation in lots of different ways like physically but mostly due to like that effort putting into my mental game and mm. really trying yeah that's beautiful and i i love that you brought up crying like i love crying and i honestly <laughs> still have a hard time um getting activated enough to cry. But when I do, it's such a beautiful release as well as um, I feel like it helps me to drop even deeper into my body, into my heart and let go of shit that I've been holding on to. And still like, like the programming goes so deep, especially as a man, I think I have it even a little bit deeper. I think women are a lot more ahead of the game on emotional expression than we are. I think we're still trying to catch up. Um, but for me, it's like when I can reach that point of being able to cry, I love it. Like I, I used to fear crying so much because I associated it with shame and embarrassment and pain. And I just wanted to suppress it for, you know, so, so many reasons. And yet now, like I've been able to completely shift my relationship with that. And it's such a beautiful gift 
And it's like, it's no surprise to me that after three months of crying that you started feeling super good in your body <laughs> after that, because it's like, you let some shit go, like literally even physically, like you're letting all of that go. That's such a beautiful cleansing. Well, I, I remember thinking, where is it all oh, coming, coming from? <laughs> well, I was gonna, you know, we've mentioned in another episode, like there's research that shows that there's specific chemicals that you release when you're crying from a place of like true, genuine, deep emotion um and that's why you feel really good or so you feel better after you've cried um and i'm i can relate to what you were saying about you know associating crying with um shame and fear and and weakness because growing up that was what i was taught and up until mm. just in the last mm. i've cried more in the last two years i've cried more in the last six months <laughs> than i have my entire life combined before that and it, it really is freeing right like um, and it, sometimes it's just like, it's just nice to just, you don't have to use words. You don't have to be in front of anyone or you're just with yourself and you just allow yourself to feel whatever it is and just let it all out. We have not the same exact like childhood by any means, but there are a lot of commonalities or maybe, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like kind of where our path almost mirrors and um, single moms. And kind of growing up in a, an environment that we were forced to survive versus thrive. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and now being like entrepreneurs uh, in a leadership role, there's a lot that's expected of you emotionally to not express. Like, sto mm. like there's this concept of stoicism. Yeah, to be stoic mm -hmm. and like um, just sort of like be the boss, be the strong one. There's a certain front and a face you're supposed to put on like by society supposed standards. Mm -hmm. And like, you're not supposed to be this like soft, emotional human being. And like, I think we, we, we are always trying to find that balance of being our emotional true selves um, mm. while also being there to support our teams. And it's really interesting. I, like I listen to a lot of Esther Perel and I hear her talk about never before have emotions been so prevalent in the workplace and mm -hmm. then so never before has like business been so obvious in our romantic relationships <laughs> mm, it's kind of an interesting. interesting yeah it's kind of an interesting place where things are going it's like what's what's the roi on dating this person <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Oh God! I don't know if I've heard that ROI on dating a person. Like we think that yeah. a lot of times. It's like I don't know. Mm. I'm going to date this person. I have a lot to give. What are they giving me? It's oh, kind I of see. like okay. people are looking for an yeah. R, a return on investment if they're going to date somebody. How much are you investing? If I'm investing this much, or just like, like what so, am I yeah. getting back from you? Yeah. Not even. Yeah. yeah. Like what does this person I have to give me? I love this topic, honestly. And yeah, like maybe some people are turned off by that language of like, oh, an ROI in a relationship. But like there, like when you get past the words, like there's something really valuable here, yeah. which I would, a couple ways I would describe it is one, um, having like uh, a mutually beneficial relationship with someone. Like I only call in mutually beneficial or two-way relationships with people now. Um, where we both have something valuable to offer the other. And maybe it's not the same thing, but like we have, it's, it's, it's more of a feeling like I can feel it, you know, if energetically we're a match and the other term I'm going to use is like alignment. Mm -hmm. So I love the word alignment. I think it's a great term to describe several different concepts that are really important to me. So like if someone is, or something is in alignment, that means it feels 
like, like there's some kind of match, there's some kind of fit, there's some kind of resonance. It's like, it's not too big. It's not too small. Like there's some kind of equal energy exchange, valuable energy exchange that can happen here. And that's in contrast to something that's not in alignment often feels draining either mm -hmm. on the one hand, I feel like I'm giving too much and I'm not really receiving back what I need, like something valuable for me or like, you know, I'm receiving a lot and not really giving too much. And on that sense, like I'm like dependent on that person. I'm kind of like sucking on them a bit, you know, I'm like extracting value from them, but I'm not really reciprocating and not that it needs to be like tit for tat. I don't think that's really it, but it's more of a, you know, do we like each other? Do we feel good about this? And is there some kind of clear way that we are like bringing value in each other's lives? Even if it's something as simple as like we bring each other joy when we get together and it feels good and it feels clean. Um, I really love creating like clean relationships in my life. And yeah, and like there, I think there is something to making sure that both people are getting something valuable out of it. Otherwise, like if you're not, then you're actually blocking a better connection from coming in. And this has happened to me time and again, where I let go of a connection or relationship that kind of like is going like this. And as soon as, you know, previously I would hold on to relationships for too long, whether that's a friendship or a work relationship. Like I was afraid to fire people in my lives, but you know, now I found out how to do that with compassion and with kindness. I'm not going to be a, a dick about it, but I'll, you know, I just find ways so that I can be like, Hey, like, I don't think that the relationship that we have had in the past is like, what's best right now. And, you know, maybe we can reconfigure this in some way, or maybe like, I'm just headed over here and you seem to be headed this way. And it just doesn't, I feel more distant from you. Or it doesn't feel as good as it used to. Maybe there's a way we can rekindle it and find a resonant path together. Um, or maybe we just need to part ways for now. Um, and I think that's another thing that makes it easier for me is it's always just for now. And I've had people come and go in my life. And I just trust at this point that like, if they're meant to come back into my life, that they will, and that it'll actually be even better than it was previously. And when I allow that person to walk their path, like I'm making space for someone new to come in, who is a much better match for who I am now. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit more that I wanted to share on that piece. And I think it is important and valuable to even think in kind of those terms of ROI, because, you know, at the end of the day, like if, if, if it doesn't feel good for both people, it's probably hurting both people. Wow. That's really powerful. And yeah. And the other part that I really <laughs> liked was the for now part. Sometimes I we, for now. we can, yeah. we, our minds can trick us into thinking like forever or whatnot, but like for now like period, yeah. hard stop, hard stop, like hard stop. Like never, you know, once yeah. this is over, it's over forever. See, um, I tend to hold on to relationships. Like you said, like far too long and uh, burn it to the ground. So, so I love yep, the, been there, done that. Yeah. So I love the idea of, um, you know, like coming in, coming to the conclusions a little bit sooner. Like that's much more my dating life these days. It's like date a little bit here and there. And then I don't know that this is great. Like you're great. Like, um, maybe we're just not on the same path kind of thing and, you know, wish you the best. Maybe I'll see you again sometime soon or yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> But no, that the part about for now really, really resonates with me because I think, again, like I sometimes tend to think like this is the decision and this is the only decision. And once I've made the decision, it's it. And I think that that phrase for now um, does give you like give your 
mental state my mental state a little relief maybe yeah it gives you a um, break i mean maybe you don't like let less stress less yeah. pressure to say you know what's it's very non-committal not, right oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 well it, it it relaxes the nervous system is is yeah. one thing like it helps you to just like relax more and i think making decisions from a relaxed place is yeah. a really powerful place to make important decisions yeah. from and the other thing is um there's a term that that one of my coaches uses it's called uh he calls it high intention low attachment hmm. and that. what that means is like like i i have the best of intentions for all of my relationships i hope my good relationships keep getting better you know i hope my relationships that are not so great also get better or you know but i also have a low attachment so it's like if at some point it's really not working out and it's actually becoming harder and harder to sustain that connection you know i think it's one thing to like jump from person to person um, without much thought but like if i'm really like investing and putting in putting pouring my energy into this person and pouring my love into this person and it's just not working out then i need to be willing to not be so attached to it and like let that person go and trust that there's like a better match for me around the corner. So it's like, I still wish them the best. I still have the best of intentions for the relationships I'm building. And I trust that like the only constant is change. And the only thing that lasts forever is, you know, nothing really, uh, time, I guess, existence. Uh, I really <laughs> not love even, the... not even my life or my body. Like it's <laughs> yeah. just like nothing lasts forever. Our time yeah. is finite. Yeah. But I love this conversation because while you're talking about alignment and how you, you know, you're talking about pouring in and, you know, or, or not giving enough. Um, it reminds me of like, I've been recently reading up a lot on attachment styles mm-hmm. and like anxious attachment styles, avoidant attachment styles and how though, you know, how two people come together and like not, uh, I don't know, come together, and mutually find joy in each other, right? Without feeling dependent or losing your independence. That's what's going on in my head while you're talking about all this mm. stuff. I love it. I love yeah. it. You know, I love attachment styles. I'm like, ooh, yeah. That's a whole yeah. podcast right. on its I own. Though. I didn't want to dive into it, but I just wanted to share like everything that you're saying is really resonating with me. And I really appreciate that we're talking about this stuff. Um, but yeah, it's letting go and, and, and recognizing when the time has come to let go for now is something really powerful you miley yeah. likes to have she has a little saying that says people come into your life for for a reason a season or a lifetime yeah Ooh, i like that reason season or a lifetime cool <laughs> I, I i fall back on her for that one often because i feel like i screw it up i don't know no, it seems don't. easy but i I'm, just feel like you you make me feel special when i get to say the, te- the like the punchline <laughs> it's like, like the punchline <laughs> it's yours i want you to say it um Nathan, thank you so much for sharing all this with us. This was really, really fun, really fascinating, very enlightening. It felt really good. Enjoyable. Like it was fun and just uh, now I want to have a cry. I wish I I wish I had a reason. (laughs) A few months ago, I was dying to cry. Like literally, I kept saying I was like, yeah, I feel like I need to cry. And I I tried putting something on the TV that would really get it out of me. And it just didn't work. I'm so mad. Mm. But then it happened for me. I got some good, I got some good crying in yesterday. So I don't know if I can squeeze a tear out today, but it was, it was a good cathartic cry. I I had a cathartic one today. So I'm okay. 
So you're so jealous. Mandy, I wish <laughs> I could help you. Your, your, your cry is coming. Your cry is yes, coming. My turn's coming next. Mm-hmm. It's your turn next. Um, Nathan, so that's awesome. Is So next for you, uh, you already said location number two for the pizza and coaching. Is that kind of the next focus, the coaching and the podcast? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of everything at once. Uh, yeah. I'm actually going to have to hire an assistant soon because I have too much stuff. Everything going at on once. That's cannot, very on brand for you. Uh, <laughs> that is incredible but, and awesome and good for you. So proud of you. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. This has been just like so fun. I've had such a blast really like I love jamming on the kind of topics that we talked about tonight and you both are just like, have a great energy and just really, um, I just felt so much resonance and just, it was just so great to like have all these gems drop. Like I'm just excited for whoever listens to this and I hope they <laughs> at least get like an ounce of the joy that I felt out of this experience. Cause like, it was really fun and you two are awesome. Thank you so much for having me on and like, would love to come back at some point. This is awesome. And I would definitely love to have, both of you on my podcast as well. So I will uh, reach out to you soon and we can get that set up. We're so game for that. Before we close, I have two questions for you. Oh, one is, can you give us some more information about your jam rap sessions or is it open to the public? How do people get more Mm. information about it? I was actually going to ask if you would close with a freestyle rap. That was my second question. (laughs) Yes and yes. yes. Yeah, let's do it. So give us some info (laughs) and then maybe you'll just like drop a quick beat, few lines on like either this or anything, whatever your day was like, whatever you want to do. That was me. um, Being like DJ on the turntables right now. Oh yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) Yeah, the visuals are great on a podcast. Usually I'm, I'm, I'm very visual. And then Mandy will explain to the listeners what they're not doing things with her hands. I'm like, no one can see this (laughs) or I'm making faces or (laughs) they got to watch the video version. I don't know if there's a video version, but sometimes coming soon. Sometimes. Yeah. There's little clips. Yeah. You gotta like if you if you like subscribe to our Patreon for ten dollars, you get to see the video version and see all we, the hand We we talk and... about Patreon quite a bit. We have a lot of naughty content that gets cut from some episodes. So <laughs> why didn't we talk about naughty content? That'll have to be our it's next. Not too late. One. That'll be our next podcast, Part or two. we can do it next on your podcast, podcast whichever way. <laughs> I mean, it's called What the Freak, so I feel like it's anything goes really. So it's all yeah, good. it works for us. Done. Yeah. All right. So answer your questions. One, yeah, you can find us on Clubhouse. It's a new app that's out. It's still in beta and it's currently only for iPhone and iPad. But if you do have that, it's also invitation only. Um, I have some invitations. So people can also follow me on Instagram. It's at Nathan Curry, N-A-T-H-A-N-C-O-U-R-Y. Or you can find me on Facebook. I make some um, deeper posts on there as well. If you want to follow just kind of, if you like what I talked about today, I talk about this kind of stuff more and more on my social media um, but yeah, Clubhouse, it's uh, currently, let's see, 7.45 Mountain Time on Clubhouse is when we do the freestyle storytelling. Wednesdays. The, Wednesdays, yes. What did I say? You didn't say a date, so I was just oh, emphasizing okay. Wednesday, 7.45 Mountain yes. Standard Time. Wednesday, 7.45. I'll announce it on my social medias as well. So if someone just follows me there, you can definitely get hooked in on that or message me if you need an invitation to that app. You can come join us. You can just come listen in. It's super fun. Um, but yeah, 7.45 Mountain Time on Wednesdays is when we're doing that. And then Freestyle Rap. Let's do Woo-hoo. it. <laughs> give me uh, give me like one or one or two of your 
Okay, so I'm gonna ask each of you a question and then I'm gonna freestyle off that. So I wanna hear oh. from each of you, what is like one of your takeaways from tonight? What was one of your favorite moments from the podcast that we just did? What, what sticks out? The first thing that comes to mind was the part about you saying um, in any relationship, what you get from it could be as little, but to me, it's not little. It's like, it could just be as little as joy is what you said, but joy is such a big priceless thing. And that's what really stuck with me. Mm. Because sometimes we think that. like it has to be something tangible or like I need to be able to provide this for you. But it can be as easy as two people coming together and just finding joy in each other's presence. Mm. Love that so much. Beautiful. I, <laughs> I want to say something silly like when Miley tried to say ayahuasca. But... Um, <laughs> Ayahuasca? Which fudge? <laughs> Fuck, I mean, I'm trying to practice cussing. <laughs> You're trying to practice it? I'm oh, practicing. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Uh, um, okay, so you stole joy, so I, I won't go with joy. Um, probably, let's see, stuck out for me would be... Uh, gosh. I think just in general, like, expression. Like just expressing mm. ourselves through, I think that was kind of a a thread that weaves through a lot of it. Um, just self-expression and uh, discovery. Mm. I'm sorry, those words don't rhyme with anything. Oh, <laughs> any word rhymes. Don't don't worry about that. I love it. Express, enjoy, discovery. Okay, cool. Got it. All right. Well, let's do this thing. <laughs> mm. Yo. We up on the podcast. It's called Main Dish. We serving it up because we do this ish every night, every day. I do it in every way. Like I'm just up here expressing myself in every way. And it's okay if you're not feeling joy today because you might think that's a little thing but no it's really big it's really really big and if you need to have a cry then you can come over here and you can try yeah we on a mission we on a discovery we going on a journey like we do in this plant medicine see this ayahuasca this is going deep we don't even have any drugs though it's so sweet all we need is the human connection coming through the words from me going straight to you straight to your heart space can you really feel it hear it on the airwaves yeah we just did it Oh my God, oh my I goodness. love it so much. <laughs> Can I just say that I really love that you brought in the Alaska part, but I also like um, that you brought in the crying part. It was Mandy's turn to talk and I wanted to share the second thing that came to my mind was that crying is okay. Not only okay, but it's good. Yeah. Like it's, it's good to cry. Um, and so many times, like I said, like it gets associated with weakness and, and you know, don't, don't be weak and don't cry. Um, so the fact that you brought it in was awesome. Yes, that was fantastic. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, thank yes. you so much. You're Thanks such a for good the sport. invitation. That was so that was so fun. <laughs> we love it. Thank you so much, Nathan, for being with us today and sharing everything that you did. Um, we look forward to doing this again with you sometime, and whether it's us on your show or having you back here, that was great for sure. Mm.
Awesome. I say that Looking because forward to it as well. Well, I don't know if you noticed, Mandy. Nathan said for sure like four times. <laughs> and for sure used to be her sure. saying, and she oh, really? would, she dropped it like eighteen times an episode to the point where I was like, I'm gonna have to put that on t-shirts <laughs> for sure. And then I love I love when our guests say for sure because I'm like, you you get me. <laughs> yes, for sure, most deaf. We are Absolutely. in alignment on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. like, mm-hmm. We are in a bubble and it's like it's one wonderful. big, happy, glitter filled. Yeah, yeah. Tear soaked mm-hmm. bubble. <laughs> I, love, I love the bubble. Thanks for having me in the bubble. It was great. Thank you so, so much, Nathan. It was such a pleasure and such a fun time. Enlightening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Hope you have a wonderful night and a great weekend. You as well. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys again soon. All right. Thanks, Nathan. Well, we talked already about our favorite parts of the episode, so there's really no... I mean, I can talk more and more about all our favorite parts, but then this ending would never end. Yeah, it was special. I think we yeah. should end it at the at the freestyle rap because it yeah, was fantastic. It was and so, what more do the people deserve? We appreciate all of our listeners for um, catching up with us every week. You can get more information from. You can find us on Instagram at the Main Dish Podcast, on Twitter at the Main Dish Pod, and on Facebook at the Main Dish Pod. So feel free to strike up a conversation with us in any one of those places. I answer everyone personally, and if it's a Miley question, I hunt her down to find out the answer. <laughs> She's a very good hunter. Yes, I am. I'm Native American. Oh, now. <laughs> we're it's going there. Blood. Are we going there? <laughs> All right. Um, once again, thank you so very, very much. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Love you. Love you too.